Hello, everybody. It's another Thursday night. It's um, Pastor Giselle from the Pearls of Grace Ministry and Christian Women in the UK, Sidoni and Ngum as well from um, Christian Women in the UK. I'm sure you're used to us by now, but you know, an introduction never, ever, um, never fails to get us out there and in your memory. Um, so today we are going to be doing part two of the adulteress we started her last week so this is um every month we do a women of the bible series and last week which is the last thursday of the month we looked at the adulteress in um john's gospel chapter 8 verses 3 to 11 but it was just so meaty and beefy that we didn't get to the end of it so and we thought she deserves another session she deserves um you know another session for us to sort of look at this there are only a few verses about eight verses but there's packed full of wisdom mm. and only as only Jesus can really impart just wisdom and knowledge and encouragement and edification and we just thought one episode wasn't going to do justice so we're going to um finish that off today hopefully <laughs> um but yes, I'm really looking forward to it. I know we've got some people following us live online. Um, feel free to drop in any questions or comments as, an, as the show goes on. Um, so last week, um, I think we, we sort of discussed about how the Pharisees, you know, caught this woman in adultery. And, you know, and we sort of had a, a little chat about, you know, why she was the adulteress and perhaps the man wasn't or what happened to the man. Um, we saw, you know, the Pharisees asking Jesus um, a question, but they weren't really wanting an answer. They were more looking to um, entrap Jesus and, and, and just to see the kind of answer that he would come up against. Was he going to follow the law of Moses or was he going to get against um, the local laws? So we saw that. And we also saw how persistent the Pharisees were being with their questioning. Um, you know, I think in one verse, you know, Jesus bends to the ground and he's writing something and we had a bit of a laugh as to what, what he possibly yeah. could have been writing on the sand. Um, but we saw that even when he tried to ignore them, they just kept questioning him and they just kept going on and on and on. And we sort of looked at the applications of, of what that might look like in our lives and lessons that we might have learned so far in real life. Um, but that takes us quite nicely. and. Um, you know, just quite tidily into the second part of verse seven. Um, so they're questioning Jesus. They're going at him. He's ignored them. He's bent now. He's writing something and they keep going. Um, so um, verse seven says, when they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, if any one of you is without sin, let him be the one let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Sorry, I'm reading from the NIV version. So it's John chapter eight, verses three to 11. So verse seven says, when they kept questioning Jesus, um, he straightened up because he was bent down writing something on the sand. And he said to them, if any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Um, again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. You know, so Jesus obviously stops what he's doing. And, you know, if, if you've ever been, and I know this sounds really, really, it's, you know, it's a really funny parallel, but when I'm thinking of it, you know, you, you've got that annoying toddler at you that is just whining and whining and whining and you're doing your best to ignore them, but they just keep coming at you. 
So you stand up, give them an answer <laughs> or that you think will satisfy them and you carry on doing what you were doing. Yeah. I, lo- I love that attitude. I really do. Yeah. It is. It, I mean, it's such a um, loving way of dealing with people that annoy you. Mm-hmm. And in, 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 the, in the sense of, you know, parent, you know, Jesus is obviously, in, you know, sent by God, who's our heavenly father. But in that sort of parent-child relationship, you mm-hmm. see that playing out, you know. But not once, he doesn't snap at them. He doesn't lose mm. his patience. Mm. You know, how often do you get that, that, you know, let's just take, for example, that one child or that one toddler that just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. And then oh, you just get to the point where you're like, we just pack it in. <laughs> yeah, you shout, don't you? It's a natural reaction. Yeah. This reveals something of um, Jesus's, or, or even God's parental love and patience towards us. It reveals something of that nature, um, you know, towards us and, and how annoying we can be, because I suppose to a certain extent, we can be like the Pharisees. We just keep going and, and some of us just keep going for, dear Lord, bless me with this. Dear Lord, give me this. You know, do this for me, do that for me, do this for me. Or, oh, so-and-so has annoyed me. Oh, so-and-so really got on my nerves today. And we just keep going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But with so much patience, he stands up gives them an answer and carries on, goes back to what he was doing, writing, you know, goes back to writing on the ground. I mean, that, you know, that verse is well known mm. with Christians and even in the secular world. Yeah. It's very well quoted, isn't it? I mean, yeah. when you, you know, when you hear that verse, if anyone of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. What does that speak to you? What does that speak to you of? Well, it's really like the fact then too, isn't it, that uh, we should take the plank out of our own eye before we start removing the speck from anybody else's eye. So to me, that's the same as that, that, you know, we've all got sins. Mm -hmm. We all have sinned. We all probably will sin. And um, somebody else's sin is just a different one, you know, by a different name. Isn't it? So we, um, we, 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 we have to try to start being a bit more Jesus-like. Yeah. And you know, because like when it came to it and they dropped all their rocks and their stones and probably for this mm-hmm. day it was probably like big breeze blocks or something like that. Mm. Um, it was only her and Jesus left, wasn't it? Yeah. So at the end of the day, no matter what we're doing, no matter what we've done, no matter who we're trying to help or stick up for, at the mm. end of the day, it's down to just us and Jesus. Mm. And all of the mankind that's trying to lead us astray and the mankind that we're worshipping and everything, they're not going to be there with us to help us get mm-hmm. into heaven. Oh, my goodness, G, that's right. That is, that is, yeah. wow, wow. I mean, when you hear that, what, what does that? What does that mean to you? Like on a personal level, mm. what does that mean to you? Um, I think I suppose it's similar to what Giselle said. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, um, you know, who are you to really judge somebody, right? Because mm-hmm. the thing with human beings is that we can be very self-righteous. We can judge. And I think we can be quite harsh. We can't, I mean, these people wanted the worst sentence for this woman, right? Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is they didn't even really care about her. It was really about getting back at Jesus. 
So I have a theory because when Jesus spoke to them and then he bent down and carried on writing, they all started leaving. I think he just wrote the QED, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that what I love there about Jesus is like, you're right. He doesn't stoop down to their level to try and argue the law or to try mm-hmm. and do something to them. I think mm-hmm. that's also to learn that sometimes even when people critique you, mm-hmm. if you know that you are walking right with God, mm-hmm. you're, uh, it might not even be a spiritual situation, but we are always carrying God wherever we go. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's important to just focus on God and mm-hmm. don't don't allow yourself to be distracted because like you said, Jesus spoke to them and then he went back to whatever. Mm-hmm. He clearly interrupted him. Yeah. So I think what Jesus showed us there is that, you know, one, be able to be discerning because I think a lot of us, when people do things to us, and this has happened to me, your emotions take over and you get angry and you do this and you do that. But sometimes if you just... I'll be calmer. You can discern mm-hmm. what's going on. Mm-hmm. You can even why somebody is speaking to you the way they are yeah. speaking. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes it's because they have an internal issue, right? Mm-hmm. They want to deal with that issue or not, it's another thing. But mm-hmm. I think Jesus could could discern that their motive was wrong. Mm-hmm. He put it back at them. He was like, Okay, you're saying this about this woman, but what about you? And mm-hmm. he came up with this unassailable. I don't think anybody, I'm just like, man, how can I come up with answers like that? So, yeah. Yeah. The important thing is to not be distracted, but to also realize as a human being, you're fallible. Yeah. And it's very important for us to remember the times when God has had mercy on us mm-hmm. and how much that mercy. You know, there are times yeah. when you're on your knees begging God, I'm so sorry, I'm so this, I'm so that. And then the next minute, you really want to judge somebody. Yeah. So to pull up like that back. parable of the wicked servant, isn't it? Yeah. He, you know, Absolutely. Too many yeah. of us that. I mean, I don't yeah. know if you heard this thing on YouTube. There was an American guy who was, I can't remember his name, but I think he was a serial killer. And he committed some really heinous crimes. And he went to jail and it looks like in prison he met Jesus. Unfortunately, mm. he was killed by another inmate. But for the few months that he um, lived, he mm. it looked like he by the, the actions that he showed, it seemed like he was turning his life around. He mm-hmm. got in contact with this pastor who was coming to help him. He got baptized. He was even evangelizing in jail. Mm-hmm. And then somebody attacked him. And so there were people who were like, well, like they were not sure that he was converted. Mm-hmm. Like, First of all, it's between him and God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ex- exactly. That's why you podcast actually about something like that. And I'm a great believer in deathbed salvations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it, that when push comes to shove, somebody's in their last minutes. We don't know what they've said. We don't know exactly. what they've done. Thief on the cross. Exactly. Yeah. There, you'll, I tell you, this day you'll be in paradise with me. And he deserves there you go. He deserves to be crucified. He, he was, you know, a criminal. Um, but it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think I think I mentioned this last week. But as I kind of go older, I, I Jesus to me puts a lot of emphasis on self reflection. Yes, he does in a lot of his teaching, and you know, I suppose different phases for different you know different seasons in life. But I'm I'm really beginning to appreciate Jesus's. Um, emphasis on being able to reflect on your own humanity Mm -hmm. because only by doing so can you appreciate the mercy that you have received and only in doing so can you then extend mercy to other people yeah true 
exactly that you are a sinner and you deserve punishment Mm -hmm. but you're not given punishment you're shown mercy yes you then cannot withhold mercy from somebody else who deserves you know who deserves punishment but you you can show them mercy and i think the study guide that we use for the adulteress um it makes a very good point and he says you know jesus forced each of the opponents each of the pharisees to examine his own conscience and to deal with his own humanity rather than with the legal theory and 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 sometimes christians can be very 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 good at using the bible as a rule book exactly people on the heads with it yeah and you you hear the sound bible bashes it it actually is a thing i didn't believe it until i came across certain christians but they do use the bible as a rule book and they will literally tell you the do's and the don'ts and and the consequences and of course we know there are consequences to sin the bible's clear the wages of sin is death mm-hmm. um, however at the foot of the cross mercy is found mercy yes. flows from the cross and if you know that at the foot of the cross you've received mercy why will you not then bring somebody else to the foot of the cross and you know and and these these pharisees and the pharisees were very legalistic in their approach and and i suppose what jesus is trying to tell us is turn away from that legalism yeah turn away from that you know yes you've done this you deserve to be stoned to death where is the mercy you've been shown mercy it is only because of the grace of god that they were able to offer sacrificial animals according to mosaic law to have received mercy for their sin why yeah. then do they not want to extend such mercy to this woman? And Jesus calls them out. He calls them out outright, you know. Um, and so, yeah, you know, know, we move down to verse 9. It says, at this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. You can, you can just see it happening, can't you? One at a time, yeah. The older ones first until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there so when Jesus throws that challenge at them you can can almost see them stone drops and shoulders droop head bow down start turning away and they start going away one at a time they'd be like they'd be like dogs caught in the act of doing something they shouldn't do and the sulk away with the tail between the legs you would sort of instead of up and flopping it's sulk down yeah is what you said earlier they were going away one at a time when they were going for this woman it was a, a pack mentality Oh, yeah, it was a lynching mob, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But when Jesus yep. forces them to examine their own sin, mm-hmm. one at a time, only between them and Jesus, and them and their conscience, and them and their God, mm-hmm. oh, and, th- and that's what I mean. That's what I mean as well is that they sulked off then one at a time. They weren't mm-hmm. all buddies together. Come on, I'll no, support you. Exactly. And that's no. what I mean when it push comes to shove. It's us and Jesus one on one. So. I have, I learned a long time ago to stop being a people pleaser because mm. I did please try to please people left, right and centre. Now, I, as long as God's happy with me, that's all mm. I care about. If people mm. like me, they like me. If they don't, that's okay, fine, go ahead. That's mm. very, I yeah, think that's, yeah, that's quite, that's, that's, that's a, 
it's a sobering thought because how many times do people just follow the crowd and do the wrong thing? Exactly. You don't necessarily even believe in what the crowd is saying, right? I mean, think about it, the people who were shouting crucify him, Jesus, how many of them really believed in what they were saying? Yeah, exactly. And and it's like in, in the group, Christian Women in the UK, do you remember quite a few months ago, there was a young girl and she was asking a question about some of her pals who are non-Christians mm-hmm. were going to go to a rock concert and yeah. they asked her to go along and should I go and yeah. I asked her the question well would they come to church with you mm-hmm. now nobody ever answered that so mm. why should we bend over backwards right yes uh-huh and they mm. wouldn't do it for us Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the world can really put pressure on. I think because Christians are, so, are a minority, if you like, there's this kind of minority feeling where you often feel pressured to mm. bow to the world. But if you, like you said, if she, I mean, I don't want to make any judgment on her friends, but there are times when, as a Christian, yeah. even if you just, in a friendly way, invite somebody to church, they're just like, no, take that thing away from me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. people feel like. I mean, there's a lady I know who said to me that at where she works, somebody actually, when I reported her to a manager, but she talked about Jesus at work. Mm-hmm. Like she was just trying to talk to her friends, colleagues, and mm-hmm. that she should not mention the name of Jesus because this colleague said the name of Jesus offends her. Can you imagine that? So <laughs> like you're trying in a very nice way, not even posting mm. ideas on people but mm-hmm. they make it look like you're like that i mean you have mm-hmm. some christians who are a bit much but majority of christians i think are not really like that but people will actually be so hostile to you to make you feel like you're doing something bad but like mm. you said in many ways they're forcing their own ideologies on you yeah. Yeah. and you see and again it this this, this brings it around to my pet hate at the minute and i really do hate this at the minute um same-sex marriages. If mm-hmm. somebody wants to go and have a same-sex marriage, that's fine. Go off and have that. Mm. Go off and get married if you want to. But do not force a minister into marrying you that doesn't want to marry you. Mm-hmm. Hold on. You can, is that legal? Can a minister oh, yeah. marry you? Yeah, yeah. A yeah. minister? Yes. Yes. Oh, how does Here, that- here in Scotland, if we refuse point blankly, we could get seven years jail time. Lie. Seriously. We have issue. We, and I, I will go to jail. I will go to jail. Um, but, no, no, no. I am not, I, I, I am not against homosexuals or lesbians. I am not. They're lovely people. I love them. In fact, um, I know lots and lots and lots of gay couples and they're mm-hmm. all lovely men. They really are. But they know my opinion and I know their, and they respect my opinion and I know their opinion respected. And mm-hmm. you know, they wouldn't ask me to do something that I wouldn't, it wouldn't be, you know, go against my, my, my will. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see, that's the same thing as sort of your, your, your friend then being a, uh, report it and work for mentioning the name of jesus mm-hmm. too too many other groups organizations people can push christians and they're wanting to talk wanting to stand out in their face into a corner mm-hmm. and we're pushed into a corner in fact we're, we're in the attic now and we're well sealed up so we are mm-hmm. we're not allowed to stand out and speak mm-hmm. crazy 
I, I wish. I mean, because yeah. to me, I'm looking at it in from a legal point of view. I'm thinking, surely, freedom of religious expression or something. No, we we're, we're not like every religion is except Christianity. Mm -hmm. And that and that is so wrong. Couple of questions here, folks. We've got a yeah. lot of people watching us. So okay. actually answered the, the name about uh, the guy that we're talking about, the, the mass murderer. His name oh, is oh, Jeffrey, yeah. wow, is okay. Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. Okay. okay. Uh, and we're talking about, oh, Carlos said, uh, lying and murdering is the same sin in God's eyes. It actually is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, they're, 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 they're both the same. Murderers, right? Yeah. And they'll be shouting, crucifying, crucifying. When they see blood on their hands. Exactly. And our lovely Sharon asks a question. Um, mm -hmm. So, and Sharon's question is, so how would I stop people judging me when they know nothing of my circumstances, even when they think they do? Sharon, bless her, has been misjudged greatly by people. They mm -hmm. don't take the time to get to know her and they don't understand her health challenges. Mm -hmm. Now, I think I think that one, Sharon, if you don't mind, we'll uh we'll answer that later on in private. Eh? Mm -hmm. would, would that work? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. so, okay. that will contain some sensitive information you might not want shared publicly, yeah. Sharon. Ex 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 exactly. So we, we will come back to that one, Sharon. Yeah. Uh and that's it. Okay. And brilliant. We've got a couple of men watching with us tonight. Oh, that's lovely. Three. Three, um, three men. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> men are following us, you know. Cool. Yeah, this nine clearly brings this idea back of, you know, it's us and Jesus. Um, mm. And, you know, they're facing their own humanity. They're facing their own sin and their own consciences. And they start going away. But it's interesting as well. The older people start leaving first. Yes. You know, because they get it. You know, they're... they're, they're they get it and they're like you know it's not like sometimes not saying all young people but sometimes young people do have the tendency to just think that they're invincible and to just think that they they're right all the time and they do they don't normally always have the ability to stop and reflect and I think certainly with age comes that ability to think well hang on a minute you know maybe it's time and it's it's like that you know that example we're just talking about with a child you know you you get that reaction from a, a two-year-old or a four-year-old throwing a tantrum but you won't get that reaction from a teenager <laughs> or your mom <laughs> you know they'll just keep going and going and going and and um I think it's interesting that the older ones it does say something to us that certainly the older we get hopefully we should be more aware of that personal mm -hmm. relationship and our own humanity our own need for mercy um oh. and you know and it says here that the um the, the other ones first until jesus was left with the woman still standing there jesus straightened up this is verse 10 he just straightened up and asked her woman where are they has no one condemned you no one sir she said then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, go now, leave your life of sin. But go now, leave your life of sin behind, really. Um, but, you know, that verse certainly speaks of, I mean, it's not speaks of, it screams out um, Romans 8.1, you know, there's no condemnation in Christ. That's what I'm ready to go, yeah. 
it literally just screams it out, doesn't it? <laughs> Jesus turns around and he says to them, he says to the woman, where, where are they? The people that were ready to kill you, where are they? You know, people that are out there in the world ready to judge you, ready to kill you, um, but where are they? Um, <laughs> has no one condemned you? And is it interesting? They bring this woman, I think the book mentions this in the commentary, that they bring this woman um, to the one person who has the power to forgive her. They bring her to him to condemn her. Yeah. And yet he sets her free. Free. Yeah. That's just, you know, and he says, has no one condemned you? And that must have been a revelation. I mean, Jesus does a lot of things here. I mean, this is just, when you think of it, this is first century. He's such a cool dude, isn't he here? <laughs> women. I mean, you just got to think the status of women in that first century. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was basically, I mean, we have feminists crying out women's rights right now. <laughs> women didn't have any rights at all back then. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There, were, there were property back then, weren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Jesus gives her a voice. He advocates for her. Mm -hmm. He makes her, he gives her humanity. He gives her dignity. Mm -hmm. Amen. Jesus does something that is like, Google will always say, countercultural in the times. <laughs> very, very countercultural. Because like you said, like who was a woman, right? I mean, I've heard stories of how even a woman's witness was was deemed inferior, right? Mm -hmm. And you know about Jesus and Mary Magdalene. So I think Jesus was one of those people who, if you really want to learn how to be countercultural, you don't go and stay in Camden in London. You read the Bible and copy Jesus. Because it was almost as if when everybody was going one way, Jesus was like, I'm just gonna go my own way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, see, I'm gonna see the human being before yeah. I see what culture tells me you are yeah. jesus says yeah. i'm gonna see you as somebody made in the image of god the father who by the way jesus coming down and becoming a man is also made in god's image when he took on the form of a human being yeah. and that's and that's why at times too we all should be asking god to let us see people how he sees them yes you and said that last week, yes. prayer because men sometimes you need that help some big, people big time. Much. Yeah. Big time. Some people can make you feel like they're the devil's incarnate. <laughs> they just, they really can. They, they really can. Yeah. So yeah, you know, God, God sees everybody in a completely different way to what we see them. We, mm -hmm. and, and, and we all know that if we ask him to show us something like that, he will. He sees her as a fellow image bearer. He sees her as somebody who bears the image of God. He sees her as a soul. He doesn't see, and, and, and isn't that interesting? Because also when we, when we come to meet Jesus, we find value. We find identity uh -huh. in Christ. Amen. This woman, before her encounter with Christ, she was just an adulteress. She was just a woman that was about to be stoned. Then she meets Jesus and he gives her a whole new identity. He's like, look, I'm absorbing you of your sin. Like I'm making you clean. I'm yeah. not condemning you. Big time. A whole, as you say, it's only a whole new identity and the invite for a whole new life change. 
you go and sin no more mm -hmm. yeah and and we all know being in christ that just the things that he's done for us and how good of a life it is with them mm. you know, if i could force everybody to accept jesus as lord and savior for their lives i would do it right now i really would come on do it now i don't put it off any longer just do it just do it they, it's they, such they a don't know what they're missing and it's like that identity in christ um and, and and i know you know there are a lot of young people out there today and maybe even some old people that struggle with a sense of who they are they struggle with identity and mm -hmm. you know they're, they're they're looking for who they are in all the wrong places yes um, you know in friendship groups on social media um with work with career with with even you know mothers mm -hmm. um, they're all seeking their identity um in all these different places whereas the one identity, and, 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 and what's interesting is all those other identities will change over time. Yeah. Um, your identity as a mother when you're, when you're a new mother, it's not the identity you'll have as a mother when you're mothering a 40-year-old or a 14-year-old. Um, your identity as a mother will change. And it probably even gets to the point where you're just a mother in name because your children, are, you're actually now a grandmother. <laughs> yeah, oh. You know, but the one identity that stays constant over time that you can rely on to not ever change is your identity in Christ. <laughs> and so this is an invitation really to anyone and everyone who wants to know who they are, who is looking for, for that identity of who am I? What am I here for? Yes. Um, we really, really want to encourage you and we really want to um, really just plead with you to find out about this Jesus of a man, this man who has the power to stop a woman on death row, because let's face it, that's what yeah, she was yeah. on, literally on death row. Mm -hmm. And this man who has the power to stop this woman's death on death row, pick her up, dust her off, give her a new identity, turn yeah. her around. And not only doing that, in so doing, he actually forces her accusers to take a good hard look at themselves as well. Um, yeah. this is just an encouragement for anybody who's looking for that identity and you're really struggling with who you are um, whether that's just mental health or you know you're a teenager or you're a young adult or you're a grown person or maybe you're even you know parents and your kids have left home because that often happens as well you know I speak to a lot of couples in sort of their 50s um, and their kids have left home and they're struggling to reconnect because yeah. what 20 do I do? odd years, yeah, 18, 20 years, their identity were as parents. Yeah. And, and now the kids have left home, they feel like they've lost a sense of themselves. Mm -hmm. And if you are in that position and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we would really invite you um, to come and find out the identity that you, you have in him. Um, and to just explore that a bit further, we're more than happy to talk to you about it. Um, you can reach us in the group um, or Pearls of Grace Ministries or cwinuk.org. Um, We'd be more than happy to talk to you about that. Um, but just sort of looking at this, this lovely, lovely, lovely last verses, Jesus says to her, go now and leave your life of sin. 
And Ngum, every time I speak to Ngum sort of privately, she's a very big advocate on personal responsibility in Christianity, right? No, I don't think I've heard anybody speak with as much passion as Ngum does when it comes to this. She <laughs> thinks and she believes, and I agree with her, that Christians have a choice. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, and Jesus makes that very clear here. He says to the woman, go now. He doesn't say, I command you to not sin again. Don't you dare. Don't you dare ever sin again. He says, for go you. now, leave your life of sin. Um, he's giving her that option. It's, it's basically like us, isn't it? When, we come, when we're born again, we have that choice. And I know yes. Giselle very often says this, the gates to heaven are narrow and the gates to hell are wide. <laughs> <laughs> the path to hell is wide. <laughs> but it's that personal choice, isn't it? I mean, when, when we hear of that, just tell what you, I know we've spoken about this privately, but that, that aspect of personal responsibility in Christianity um, that Jesus offers here, what can people learn from that? Oh, I think the first thing really about personal responsibility is that Jesus literally shows the woman that she has free will, right? Which is something that gives us from day one. Adam and Eve could only sin because they had free will. And I think it just occurred to me as you're speaking now that what Jesus literally said to that woman was an expression of his faith in her. Mm. It was I know you can do this, Mm. you know. If you're giving somebody an option to do better, you wouldn't just say it if you didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And it makes you think of this woman's backstory, right? Like what even brought her to that point? Mm-hmm. Had she perhaps just accepted that that was her identity, like you said, and mm-hmm. thought, okay, I'm a bad wife. I've done this thing. This is me. I'm just going to carry on doing it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people fall into a sin and then they begin to identify with that sin. And perhaps what I really love about Jesus is that Jesus is basically a therapist. He always goes to the core of the issue. Mm-hmm. He could have he could have said, woman, okay, now that it's just you and I, let me tell you, you know what you did, it's really bad, blah, 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 blah. But he didn't. He just said, nice. go and, and live that life. So he was saying to her, look, what you've done, yes, it wasn't cool, but you can change. And mm-hmm. I really feel that sometimes as Christians, we forget that we have free will. Mm-hmm. We, we do think that we are robots, right, living this life. And, you know, we've talked about this. Sometimes it's easy to blame the devil. Mm-hmm. Not everything is the devil's fault, you oh, know. Some, <laughs> yeah, you make, a, you, you make a choice, and even you know, I'm kind of entering the deliverance area here. Even for you, for the devil to mess up your life, you have to agree with the devil, right? Mm-hmm. So, it brings us into the, the the Christian's authority. So, your free will is literally the authority that God has given you. Mm-hmm. So you must remember that you have that free will. You are responsible for the choices you make. And yes, sometimes you can come under intense pressure. That's where belonging to a fellowship helps. Speaking mm-hmm. to people when you're weak helps. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, guys, when you do something wrong, notice mm-hmm. that this woman didn't talk back to Jesus. Obviously, we don't know how the story ended, right? Mm-hmm. But when you've done something wrong, and this is why even the Bible tells us about confessing. Confessing your sins is taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's okay hold your hands up and say yes I made a mistake I did wrong Lord I want to do better but it is really very important yeah yeah and it's interesting isn't it because in the Bible you know it's clear it says um I think Jesus says I I set before you life and death yeah life 
that's the option he gives this woman, isn't it, Giselle? Yes, big time. It's it's clear in the Bible, I set before you, life and death, choose life. And he's saying to this woman, and, 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 and maybe, you know, we don't need to know the end of the story. You know, I quite like the fact that the, the story ends where it ends, because I think for a lot of us, yeah. that's the start of our born again life. For yes. a lot of us, when we're washed, um, you know, again, and, and we're born again and we're washed clean, that rebirth, that's the start of a, of a new life. Like, you know, the old is gone, the new is here. The transformation is about to begin. And so mm. the possibilities are endless. Your mind could go anywhere. She could have become like, I don't know. That was her born again experience. Yeah, like, she could have become. You think about it, because she came back from the dead. Literally. She, she, she just became born again right, in, right before our eyes there in this, in this story. She did. And then it's like us. Our yeah. story, after we've been born again, it's a blank sheet, isn't it, Giselle? Like, Okay. The possibilities are endless. We can go and do immense good, or we can backslide. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- um, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, and you, and you, yeah. Go on. No, no, you go. No, I was just going to say, you know, that choice that people are faced with, and I know we often talk about this when people become born again. Where do they go from there? What encouragement can you give them? What exactly. you know, how to stay in the faith, how to um or maybe we maybe there's even a few ladies or men perhaps mm-hmm. listening to us that are adulteresses or adulterers, and they're at the point where they've they're they're willing to confess and receive forgiveness for their sin. What encouragement would you give to somebody like that going forward? How can they go and leave that life of sin behind? Find Jesus. Mm. Seriously, that I know. I know that sounds just too simple, but but that's mm. it. Like, if a man or a woman are Christian and mm. they're having an extramarital affair, they're not mm. Christian. Mm. They're not. They might. They might go to church. They might read their Bible, but they don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. So they do. They do need to get to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you, know, I know, in every relationship, it gets sour. It gets boring. And yeah, the grass on the other side of the fence looks a bit greener. But it's an old. It's an old cliche, isn't it? Instead of going across the road to try the greener grass, why not stay and mm-hmm. nurture and water your own grass? Mm-hmm. you know, come on make a difference and it's like and it's like even with our walk with christ we can get sort of bored and fed up with it at times mm-hmm. we need to fall in love with jesus day after day after day after day mm-hmm. and remember like you you two ladies remember the first couple of months you were met jesus and you were you know the gorgeous mm-hmm flutterness in the heart and everything and you couldn't wait to <laughs> get sitting down and pr- uh, praying and reading your bible and everything bridegroom exactly 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 right it reminds me of a song that jonathan Botta has falling in love with jesus it's a yeah. really really nice song you know and you're right like when you first meet jesus for me it was just first of all a shock like what this whole thing <laughs> You know, because you read these things and you think it's a myth, right? Mm-hmm. But you need to first of all be real. I need a time to go over that. But yeah, even your walk with God, like you said, 
it's it's like a it's a love relationship. Let's face it. It is. Times never God will get boring. I mean, so mm. I've never been bored with God. I think if I feel like I'm getting bored, it means I'm not connecting very well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- and it's, ex- it's, it's good, isn't it? Because we're reminded in this story, certainly by the end of the story, that when we come to Jesus, our sins are washed away. Amen. Yes. Um, Amen. And you're, there's That's no it. condemnation in Christ, just forgiveness. And your sins will be met with mercy and grace, yeah. not condemnation and punishment. Um, because, you know, perfect love, like we're told in, in, in Paul's letters, perfect love casts out fear you know fear and love don't you know it's there's no punishment in love fear and love cannot coexist perfect love casts out fear and um for people who are still thinking about becoming christians and being born again it is a wonderful beautiful thing like the ladies have just testified um and literally like this lady's story you get a blank canvas you can start again you can have the life that you want to have because the Holy Spirit will enable you to have that life. Surrender it all to Jesus and he will lead you straight. The possibilities are endless. Yes. Not saying you'll never feel pain or sorrow or you'll never be broke. Not saying any of that because the hardships will come. You will be tested. You probably will be persecuted. Mm-hmm. You will go through days where you're thinking, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. But he promises never to leave you nor forsake you. And he also promises that all things will work together for your good if you love him. You might not see it like that right now, but you will look back down the line 10 years, five years, and you actually will see all things working together for your good. Um, So just take that encouragement that when you come to Christ and meet with Christ, like this woman does, um, you get a blank canvas. Uh And with the help of the Holy Spirit, it's beautiful beginnings. And from here on in, your story will change for the better. But thank you everybody so much for being with us. It's been wonderful and encouraging as always. Um, should we just pray out? Say, yeah, yeah. we can say goodnight. Yes. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to know you as our Lord, our Savior, our King. Thank you for your never-ending mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your salvation. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the promise that when we come to you, Lord, and surrender all to you and ask you to wash our sins away, Lord, that you give us a blank canvas and that by the help of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that our story from here on in can only get better, better and better and better until the day when we meet with you again in paradise. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the lessons that we've been able to learn through these um, short eight verses of the Bible that are so packed, that have um, helped us to reflect on our own humanity, on our own sin, on our own hearts, but also helped us to look outward as showing mercy to other people and encouraging people to find their identity in Christ. Thank you, Lord, because only you could use eight verses of an inspiring book to change someone's story to change someone's life around we ask lord that you would speak to each and every one of us lord please keep us safe this week lord until we meet again next thursday in jesus name amen 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 good night everybody on zoom and watch back and play back and everything good night night. night.